D-Way talk about how competing against one of the best players of all time um, motivate him, inspired him. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, another episode of Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. Myself, Jason McCourty, alongside my co-host, Devin McCourty. Uh, as always, we always open up with, you can catch us on iTunes or YouTube. Mama, 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 we made it. All you have to do is just search Double Coverage do, with the McCourty Twins. Do we need to document, like, we didn't do anything for our 10th episode. Like, we should have made a big deal. Should we do 15 or 20? What episode is this? I think 12. Wow. I've, I, 20 I've, or 15? Uh, I guess 20 longevity. 20. So it was for our 20th episode. I was listening to The Breakfast Club today. They've been on for eight years. Yeah, I heard that. But that has nothing to do with us. We've been on for tw- 12 episodes. Yeah, I'm just saying. You can strive for that type of longevity. I was but I'm saying. I them in New York. Think about how long they've been on. I don't know. The bus driver used to play that in high school. <laughs> So we got to come up with some ideas for our tenth, our twentieth episode, like some type of party atmosphere or something. That'd be pretty cool. Sounds amazing. As always, keep up with us on <laughs> social media: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All you have to do is at McCordy Twins. Quick shout out to our partners here at Double Coverage, uh, Boston Medical Center, and the Embrace Kids Foundation. As you guys all know, we've come together to tackle the sickle cell disease. Uh, all you have to do is visit TackleSickleCell.org for any information, donate, whatever it is, upcoming events. Uh, go check it out. So, introduction. You sound you sound really legit when you go through all of that. I mean, it's like ri- the, all the promos and stuff. You sound legit. It's written in front of me. So. I'm just saying, not everyone can kill it like that. So. Yeah, you you struggle to read and talk at the same Much time. Much praise so. to you. I mean, you're not reading. You're more making up as you go. And it's, it's called ad living. This is the 12th time, so you should be good. But I'm just saying, try and give some credit. Yeah, take I, the credit. Don't. I guess we're trying to avoid talking about the game, huh? I mean, it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. L- lost the last five out of six the last time in Miami, so. Sucks. Not that good. Hard fought game, no competitive divisional game. Um, one of those games where you don't finish, but you did enough to win, and when you don't finish, you lose. So um, I think a lesson learned for the team. Yeah. As far as um, you get to see, I think the cool thing is hearing Slate after every game. Slate always talks and, and uses different keywords, and he's used it before this year, talking about character. Um, and I think playing in a game like that, um, either shows your true character or helps build your good character. So um, I think we got some good guys on this team that'll get to work this week and, and try to move forward and, and do what we have to do. Um, the season's still in front of us. Obviously, you can't say it's a long season because we're towards the end of the season. Um, but I think we still have some good things in front of us lined up. Um, and we just got to play better. Got to execute um, for 60 minutes, uh, which you saw on Sunday when you don't. Yeah, exactly. you leave the margin of error. Yeah, and like you said, the key thing is moving on, moving on to the next week and not letting the prior week impact your next and your upcoming weekend. A game like that, I know for myself, like I ain't watch any football Sunday. Didn't want to watch the game Sunday night, Monday night. Didn't check any scores. I was just over football for the day. But you come back on Monday, you go over it. By Tuesday, you feel like a brand new person. You're watching film on the next opponent and you're getting ready. So uh, got Pittsburgh on the road, conference game. Like they say, if you like football, this is where you'll want to be Sunday at 4. And if something. you don't, don't show up. Now, I don't really go with the don't thing. I just go with the if you like. Because most of the people I'm around like football. Well, you think they do. Most do. I agree. 
Anywho, now let's get happy and joyful. Now topic, that we topic at hand. So we, we went, moved on past that. We went to breakfast this morning, um, me and Deb, the wives, to discuss um, our upcoming, I guess, off-season endeavors, planning to head uh, out to Puerto Rico, uh, host a football clinic. So we met with Waymarks, yes, this morning to discuss that and go over itineraries, you know, all the, the logistics. Uh, yeah, logistics of figuring that whole thing out. And uh, for you to, for you guys that don't know, my wife is Puerto Rican, so uh, a very awesome opportunity uh, to go down there, um, especially with everything the island's gone through in this past year, uh, to do a football clinic uh, for a peewee league out there and, and have some fun and talk football. In but, San Juan, too. Yes, in San Juan, yes. Um but in the midst of all this conversation, somehow <laughs> the uh, topic of pedicures came up and um, I was uh, well versed, uh, just got a pedicure last week. Well, he was well versed in more manicures, um, which I'm not, this, a, I'm not a fan of manicures. The Pedi- topic at hand is, is it okay for guys to get pedicures? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So I was explaining that as football players, athletes, whatever it is you do, your feet get beat up, calluses, all type of stuff on a tuesday afternoon or off day you go get you a pedicure take your wife if you want if not take your ipad watch some film listen to some music whatever i mean even if you're not an athlete you don't need a date to go to get a pedicure no take a Um, nap during it's relaxing if you're single out here i mean women like if you come over and they have a, a no shoes policy at the house uh, if it's summertime and you got on your your fresh kicks that you went no socks, or if you go out um, on formal dinner or something, yeah, or you go formal dinner, you put on your nice shoes, no socks, a little high uh, length in the pants, you know that nice little fold looks great down there. You know what I'm Fashion saying? Easter. You go there and you take off your shoes and it's like, Ooh! you know, you don't want, you don't want that. You yeah, know I don't have mean? that problem. And so, I, I think guys, we got to get over it. it's 2018. Like having having decent looking feet. How often manly. do you go? I've been struggling this year. Struggling. Too many kids. I haven't gone once. <sighs> struggling. I went last week for the first time in a while. Feet so. hurting. Feet feel terrible. Yeah, I had to tip her well. So it was it was it was I rough. know I had to be a process. tough sledding in there for her, huh? Yeah, you you know when they're when they're following them and they get over that callus area, I know her mind she's like, ooh, ooh. You know, let's let's go ahead and get the razor for this thing. Well and if guys, if you haven't been prepared though. Sometimes you go in there, you sit in a the chair. They're talking about you. And they, they, you put your feet in the water, and then they sit down, they pull your feet out, and they, start, ta- they start talking to the, the, uh, the person next to them. And if you don't understand whether whatever, wherever you're at and whatever language they're speaking, if it's not uh, your language, they talking about you. Talking about you. Might not be looking at you, but they talking about you. As long you. as we all smiling, I'm good. I've gone plenty of times. And and I get good service. When I take off my socks... I know they talking, but, but it's the, okay. The manicure part you're talking about. So I got my pedicure last week and the lady, uh, the lady that was talking to me, she was explaining to me the whole process of what, well, let us in. know, fill us in on the uh, what goes in, uh, what goes into it and how they have this new dip and how acrylic is not healthy. So, when we so were which ones to, you go with? So I don't do that stuff. So when we were out for breakfast, they were asking and I had information, trivial information to me, but it was information <laughs> that I processed. So I felt the need to give it back. So you pass it on. Passed it on. So is it safe Enlighten to somebody? Is else? it safe to say someone's walking away um, with your knowledge of the whole manicure game? With more of an enlightenment. On but what are they going to change what they do because of what, the information? If they you don't drop? change, they're going to ask questions, and it will be a process because of you, because of me. Now, when I go and I get my pedicure, let's give this man a round of applause. When I go and get my pedicure, I don't do I don't do color. I don't do the buff part. I don't want no shine or anything like that. 
I you just, don't even do the buff. The buff nah. is just a quick. Yeah, but I don't want. I don't want my. I don't want my nails to shine at all. It doesn't shine. As soon as you get in the shower, it's like. I don't great. want it to shine at all. I want it to look normal, just nice and. Did smooth. you go with the paraffin wax? I think I said that right. Paraffin wax. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't remember. You do remember. It's where they dip your feet in wax. You would know. It's hot. I did wax. do that. I did do that. It's good. Softens the skin. Helps it. Yeah, I did do that. that, was, that, was, that was I do that sometimes. A lot of guys in sometimes the locker room do that for their hands. Though, man. They do that for their hands, though. It's supposed to help with the soreness and stuff with fingers. Um, so, any of you high school players, uh, tell your mom, pull out the wax. Let you dip your hands in there. Yeah, but go get that pedicure. This guy's in the locker room, boy. Rough feet. That's what we said. We Toes said, are black. We said we need to, uh, we need to just Nails go around, gone. take pictures, and say, do you know your favorite Patriots feet? Yeah, that, that may not be. Know. You may get reported on social media though. I'm just saying, you might you might know them and think they're good looking, and then show you a picture of their feet. I'm not gonna believe it. What do you think? Kevin Hart withdraws from the Oscars. I have no idea really what that is. What? I just had a brief um, in the locker room briefly talked about it. So the, I guess what they called the social media trolls pulled up tweets. I want to say they said the tweets were like for like from like 10 years ago, from a while ago. But I don't know what he was watching on TV, but he was tweeting about different things. And he was just using was an award show. Though, or something, I believe right? so. Yeah. Derogatory terms towards uh, homosexuals. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to repeat the term but um he was doing so in in a series of tweets and um went all the way to talk about his son if he was playing with his daughter's dollhouse he would take the doll dollhouse and hit him over the head with it so he would understand that that is not okay so according to him i guess the academy asked him to either apologize for his tweets or they were going to take him wasn't going to be the host of the uh, of the Oscars. So he chose, he didn't feel the need to apologize for something from so long ago. He felt like those tweets had already been, a, like this was just old story. Like why are we giving life to these things that people go on and you're searching my tweets from 10 years ago. I wonder if he's ever addressed the tweets. I'm not really sure. You, I have to look that up. But I saw today his best friend Nick Cannon went on and was researching other people and uh, it was um, Amy Schumer, uh, Chelsea Handler, and I think Sarah Silverman was the other one. They all used the same derogatory term uh, over the years on their social media. And obviously all of them have hosted different shows. And he just pulled that up to show all of them comedians in their own right. It's just that people say things, people grow. And I think Sarah Silverman, somebody tweeted her about it. And she was just like for comedic for comedy purposes i used the term and at the time i thought it was okay now i don't don't use the term at all anymore so it was just like there was growth mm -hmm. she didn't say like hey i'm sorry for saying that it was just like yeah like that was dumb I'm, i realized that but like i've moved on past it why are you searching that far back so kevin hart didn't feel the need i know uh he eventually withdrew and he issued an apology to the lgbt com uh, community just to you know understand that he didn't he doesn't have any feel Ill, Ill feelings towards him so i'm listening and it's just like it's tough you know what i mean because obviously he felt that this that the term was wrong the comments were wrong but at the same time he didn't want to be held prisoner to someone searching his twitter from 10 years ago it's just like i've moved on he said i've grown a lot people evolve i don't think the same way i did 10 10 years ago so i think that's interesting because of the, the simple fact that he actually gave an apology to the people he might have offended.
You know what I mean? I, I don't. I think if he gives that apology to keep the job of hosting, then that's not really a sincere apology. He would have just said that to make the academy happy and then to move forward. Um, so I, I think it actually. I, I I wouldn't know. You know, I'm speaking. You know, for other people, but well, I wonder if someone who felt offended felt like he was more genuine for not doing it and then apologizing rather than if he would have apologized just to host would they have felt like he really doesn't care he just did that so he could host um i think that's very interesting like i, I really wonder um other people's views on that um that might have felt offended by his words or just people in, in general yeah they said the tweets were from uh, between 2009 and 2011 uh, um, but he said he withdrew because he didn't want he said that those awards are about people that have done great things over the past year and they're to be celebrated for their accomplishments he said he didn't want to host it because he didn't want to be the topic of conversation at these award shows and we're sitting here talking about his tweets from 2009 to 2011 so he just felt like it was he said hopefully the opportunity comes again he appreciated them for selecting him the first time but nah i'm good do y'all thing I'm who did do it, my who thing. did they replace him with I, I have read that they weren't sure if they were going to replace him, um, but as of right now, I don't think they've replaced him with anyone. So wait, how are they not sure? Who would they, they just? I, I mean, I'm not. They're a, just gonna send. I'm, I'm not a part of the committee. They're gonna, they're gonna put a maybe they'll put a hologram Kevin Hart up there. I don't know what date it is on, but um, maybe you should go ahead. You and, on the you on the computer? Look at what date it's on. I mean, I, I'm sure the article starts with the day of the Oscars. I really don't. Um, care who's going to host it so so you brought up this story you actually added to this talk story. about the topic in which i brought up not just i didn't say hey let's talk about who might possibly replace kevin so hart are we still kevin hart fans yeah i'm still a kevin hart fan we all make mistakes i mean you you got to think about think about when the draft comes up who was the quarterback was it josh allen they talked about this year they brought tweets up from what was he saying? I don't remember. I don't, I, have, I don't remember what it was. I remember when we played Atlanta, they brought up. It was, uh, they were questionable tweets, like to the point I think Tina was like, oh, we may have to like say. But it was just like, you're about to be drafted. Think about it. If you're about to be drafted, you're what, 21? They're bringing up tweets from six, seven 13, years ago. You might like, be 13, 14. Yeah. And obviously remember, still wrong, but it's just like. Not on like a um, a negative, but I remember uh, when we played Atlanta, they pulled up Malcolm's tweets from like 2012. It was I can't wait to guard Julio. Yeah, and I'm like, who went and found Malcolm Butler? Like, who went and went through his tweets from all the way back then? Um, but I think that is the age we live in now. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny too when watching um, the 1985 Bears watches the 30 for 30 special. Um, one year kind of as a defense and hearing all of those guys talk um, in their current day they came and they you know were given just you know recapping what happened and and they were like oh no no we wouldn't have made it in 2018 2017 with all it. the social media they said now nah. said we believed in going to your city partying with your people partying with your girls on Saturday night and then whooping you on Sunday they said if people had cell phones. Man, that was partying night before the game. Man, they said if people had cell phones and, and could take videos of like what they was doing the night before games and partying. Said there was no shot. Oh man, them boys had ashtrays in the locker room back in the day. Yeah, it's a little different. It's a little different. But I just thought that was very interesting um, for younger generations to kind of realize, um, you know what what type of world we live in because of technology and all the different advancements we you have. You got to be more careful. 
Tony Dungy always says, you know, you got to think before you tweet. Get off that my face. Insta snap. All of that stuff. No good. The kids nowadays have no idea what MySpace is. You had your top eight back in the day. They don't even know Tom. You know who was in your top eight? Did you keep Tom in your top eight? Nah, I don't remember who was in my top eight. Was I in your top eight? You, probably you. Let's see if you have a MySpace. Probably Zebo. Um, I mean, we don't really care. Like, I think everybody in New England like Tom. The only Tom they respect is Tom Brady. <laughs> I can make a rap song, put that in there. Let's see if you, let's see if you have a MySpace. It's probably MySpace. There is no MySpace anymore. Oh, there's not. I don't think so. That has to be. Nah. Look, it's a whole different what's the name. I was about to say, if this is somebody else, somebody else got that now. It don't look nothing like what we had. It was probably bought by somebody, probably Facebook or something. Don't they? Don't they buy everything? Yeah, I don't know what this is. It's not. It's not the MySpace you're thinking of. No, no. Type no. in Tom from MySpace. See what he's doing now. I don't care what he's. Doing. I bet he still has a top eight. <laughs> and sadder news. What? This is death. Rest who? in peace. You know who? I saw you write that on the sheet, and I didn't know who. Roger, the famous kangaroo, from Australia. Remember the, the kangaroo? He was. A lot more weight, jacked up, a lot bigger than you. I saw a video on Instagram of a kangaroo kicking That's somebody. That, that, I mean, I don't know about him kicking, but if you was on barstool, if you've though, seen a kangaroo, I know the picture, like, but I thought that was like that looked like a middle linebacker. That was from a computer, I thought. No. Look, as soon as you type in Roger, the first thing on Google that pops up is Roger the kangaroo. Hit images. Wait, that's real, bro. He looked like Mike Tyson in his prime. I didn't know that was real. Yeah. What did he pass away from? Natural causes. 12 years old, man. Rest in peace, Rod. What's the average age of a... I mean, like, yo, these questions that I you mean, come up with. You can't come out here and say Roger passed away and he was 12 and think people just think like... It said natural causes, so I mean... But like the average person doesn't know if 12 years old is old or young for a kangaroo. Like a kangaroo do years like dog years? I don't know, but it's sad, man. Don't worry, I'll find it out. Go to the next topic. Roger, the buff kangaroo beloved online, dies at age of 12. You didn't even know who he was. Now you want to see, now you want to learn about kangaroos. I'm just typing a simple question to Google. Like, uh, like um, my man Wilder said, ain't that what y'all like? Go on Google. Don't y'all Google. Rest in peace, Roger can live up to 8 to 12 years in the wild and up to 20 years in captivity. So was Roger in captivity? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody. Because he either lived a long life. Have you looked at him? He, anybody keeping him captive? In the locker room, we were talking about, like, they eat kangaroo in places. I think they said it was expensive. So I'm talking about rest in peace Roger, and you're talking about I'm his homies saying, being eaten. I'm just saying in general. We talked about that one day. Because Guy threw out. In happier news, sitting here with the New England Patriots own Walter Payton Man of the Year. Nominee. Nominee. But no, no, no. You're still the New England Patriots Walter Payton Man of the Year. But you're I'm a nominee. Uh, yes. Yes. They nominated me, so I'm a nominee. 
Don't try to overthink it. It just is what it is. You feel snubbed? Why? That you're not the nominee? No, for some reason, the people here just keep putting you. I guess they're just trying really hard to see if you can win it. This is like the third time you've won it. Third time. I mean, like, no, the, the, it's time the to move on. Here. There's one. We got to update it. What year is that one? That's 2014, I think. I don't know. But, I mean, congratulations. Awesome. I appreciate awesome, it. I appreciate uh, it. Achievement. So, um, it's not about me, though. No, it's not about you. A I do little, think it's, it's a little bit about me, though. I mean, we did we did the things that you're being celebrated for. Like I'm a part of them too. So yeah, that's why I I mentioned you. Um, no, no, yeah, but I mean, I didn't get a plaque though. I can't help you with that. Um, you want to take this over to the NFL? Let's call Roger. Call Roger. Roger passed away, man. Not the kangaroo Goodell. The only Roger I recognize <laughs> is Roger the kangaroo. Does he have a last name or we don't know? I mean, whoever used to take the pictures of him, I guess. I know he didn't have a last name. I'm just saying. You growing up, you had a dog. Are you going to say something nice about me for the Walter Payton Man of the Year other than... Hold on, let me go on. Or talk, let's talk about like what it, what um, what's the reason, the the spotlight that we want to we wanna bring because of this. You have to discuss that. I, don't, I mean, I have no idea. Well, I think the the cool thing is um, being able to bring um, the different things that we do to the forefront. So um, that sickle cell work with social injustice, um, doing work in the community as far as um, holiday times, as far as different um, tragic events that happen. I still remember speaking at. Um, Oh, I don't remember the name, but it was a uh, coalition for every kid deserves a bed. And hearing a story of the average homeless person was 10 years old um, and, and being able to donate to them and then speak to them. That was an awesome experience. So um, all the different things that we've been involved in, um, I think, become you know, get that that direct spotlight right on them when you get nominated for an award like this. Um, so each time I get asked about it, I just try to continue to talk about um, the things that I feel are very important uh, to help out within the community. Um, and, and hopefully um, through that, someone else hears it and they want to get out and, and get involved and give back. So um, very appreciative of the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination. Um, I don't take it lightly. It's very honorable um, getting to hear stories of Walter Payton and the things he's done. Uh, well, the things he had did and the legacy he left behind. Um, very fortunate to be mentioned with that. So, yeah, tremendous, tremendous person. So, well, you know, whenever you have an award like this named after you, you know, like you did some pretty, uh, pretty inc incredible things. So, um, reading the quotes different people said about you, man, you're, you're an all right guy. Oh. See you. I see you. Uh, credited your mother with the reason why you give back she's all right yeah the uh the things that she's instilled in you she's your mother too. yeah she is your mom this is your moment it's not she, about me well it took you 27 minutes after me to come out so i'm sure i'm not sure how happy she is with you i think she still she still thinks about those 27 minutes but enough about me mccordy family i guess b or two what do you call yourself? If we're the McCourty family, you're like McCourty family too. Something like that. A December to remember. Do you know what that's from? Lexus. Oh, big to money J-Mac. Okay. Put the, put the ribbon on the car. Okay. I got a ribbon over there. When I bought my uh, wife, at that point, girlfriend, a new car. 
man, 2011. This man was buying girlfriend's cars. What a sucker. I would have never did no well, mess We like got that. married. Yeah, of course. You buy me a car, I'm marry you too. What the heck wrong with him? I mean, you dated your girl, your wife since you were 19. Yeah, she's lucky. Yeah, many, anyway, many would say you're a clown. A December to remember, man. My little man, Caden, turned three December 8th. Okay, clap it up for Big K. Yep. Thank you for the applause. Uh, his mother, my wife, turns 21. <laughs> December 13th. Okay, clap it up for her turning 21 plus maybe. Yeah, add another, uh, at least another decade to that. Also, uh, birthday coming up for my daughter turning six. Okay, the big six, big six. Let's go, let's go. December 14th, day after her mother's birthday. And then shout out to Jesus turning a lot older than all of them. Would it be? On December 25th, we'll be clapping it up for him. Clap it up. It is a very, very expensive month for me. I'm not too fond of of Christmas. Um, what do you mean? I don't, I don't see it as. I would say it's a very loving month for you. You get to celebrate love. Then my wife always wants to take holiday pictures. Oh, uh, for you that that's, that's what we not going started to. with. That's not going. That's to what well. we are uh, right after this. We are going to do holiday pictures. Well, I made a negative comment about the holiday pictures earlier. So his got canceled. So my wife was just like, I'm tired of going through this. Every year you complain about it. We don't even have to do the picture. So when this episode comes out and she hears that I was talking about it while she was still enraged, she may not be particularly happy. But we'll cheer her up when she comes on the holiday special of of double coverage. If she's still around, she may be pissed off. But I think now that you're talking about it, now you you should just go. I mean, I got to try to find a way to get her to agree back to take the pictures that I don't want to take but now I have to want to take them so we can take these pictures because if not two months from now when we've missed this opportunity to take these pictures that we're not going to do anything with we're not going to make Christmas That's a lot. It's a lot. we're not going to send them out but we're going to go through these agonizing three hours to get three kids let's for one let's six all and under to take holiday pictures let's all, to not do nothing with them let's all pray that this does not take three hours Cause I don't have time to. And do then we plan on taking pajama pictures with Dev and his family. He has two kids that are two and on two and no less than less two. than two. Both like, this under is like, two. Like, it's a recipe for disaster. disaster. That's what we'll call it. Maybe we we should bring the camera, and it's my off day. We should bring the camera crew with us so they could document it. We should have did the podcast live from the photo shoot. How do you think? Uh, how do you think you'll get the the photos, the photo shoot back on in your household? I'm I say a, you go and pack up the kids. I'm a very very charming guy. So I don't I, like your charm in this situation. I go home and just put that million dollar smile on her. I don't like it. Right now, I'd smile and you'd hear the bing. You know when they do on TV and you smile like the cartoons and it's like bing with the little star from your mouth. I don't think that's gonna work. Me neither. I was texting her during the show. But I she, think she responded? I think she stopped responding. She was just like, nah, I'm not mad. Like, we just don't got to do it. Did you say I want to do it? Yeah. But I guess she knows that's a lie. Dang, you guys didn't realize you come on double coverage and give relationship advice. Yeah. Um, so if there's anybody out there that wants to counsel me and my uh, phobia towards family pictures. I just don't get why I'm they got to consultation. So like if I had little kids, I would. My plan would be: let's do one look, get as many pictures in on one thing. On this episode of Double Coverage with the McCordys, you callers call in and tell <laughs> us about your worst family portrait experience. If we ever make it to radio, 
Yeah, we don't have that. We don't have a caller. You could give your number and tweet it, and then people could call in, and we could do it. Put it on speaker. Maybe next week. Okay, that's good. We'll do that next week. Maybe we'll set up a, a phone line. Maybe we'll give Kev's number out. <laughs> I don't think Kev's girlfriend would be happy with yeah, that. Not at all. <laughs> What's going on in the group chat? <sighs> I don't know. I told you. We, we got another. All right, we'll, we'll skip you. We got another coach that got fired today. Yeah. Um, coach DeFlippo. Who was a hot, hot candidate. That's how you say his name. Yeah. A hot Still will probably be a hot candidate for like a head coaching job. So that's the weird thing in the NFL. For you guys that don't really pay attention or don't know the circles within the NFL, um, because each team we play, we kind of get the background on like the organization, head coach, all of that. Which tree he's come from. So like when you break it down, like almost every coach is connected somehow in like this coaching tree, I would say of like maybe three or four coaches when you like break it down. Um, and then I, I think because of like whatever generation you're or era you're in, we're in the Andy Reid. One coach that. becomes more popular, but like Andy Reid could do, could go back to Walsh, um, and Bill go back to Parcells, and then I'm sure you could go back to there. But like I think like depending on the era, I feel like almost everyone right now is from either like you said Andy Reid or Bill Belichick, Tom and, Coughlin, and some connection to that. Yes. Um, so um, the flippo would be more of the Andy Reid, um, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson from the you know Doug Peterson uh, back to Andy Reid yep. kind of thing scenario, um, but he's been heavily talked about to be interviewed for the next head coaching job of whatever Black Monday teams or whatever that's called. Is it called Black Monday? Or something? Yeah, been a part of it multiple times. So yeah, it's, it, it would be referred to as Black Monday. Yes. <laughs> so um, you don't know who's going to lead your team meeting. Um, the exit meeting so so but what's always interesting is guys get fired and people like oh he stinks he's and then they go somewhere else i mean i.e bill belichick gets fired out of cleveland comes here greatest coach of all time so um usually you find out these guys are at one point fired by somebody you know um but i thought it was the very game interesting will um on the nfl's instagram post marshall falk weighed in and uh quote unquote he will get a head coaching job or interview. One of us, one of us, you need two master degrees. You need either a number one offense or defense of a Super Bowl contender just to get an interview for the Art Rooney rule. What do you think about that? As your kid daughter's upstairs crying, um, I mean, if you just go off statistics, I mean, makes a lot of sense there are a lot of uh black coaches in the league the amount of head coaches is far 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 less so i mean comments like that uh i feel like no one says them no one wants to say them and for a guy like marshall fault uh hall of fame player in this league is involved heavily um with the work that he does within the media in this league to make a comment like that i mean that's coming from somebody that that knows like he is very much very much NFL pedigree goes down as one of the better, best running backs in the, in our league, and he's been a part of this league for so many years. So I feel like he's somebody that knows the ins and outs of the league from the player standpoint, from a, a media standpoint, from probably while he was playing, being so good that he was probably involved in management to a certain extent of the decisions and the people that were there. So um, crazy, uh, you know. That's I guess that's the stuff that you talk about. Uh, whenever you talk about social injustice, different things of that nature of just trying to get it more and more equal. And um, 
obviously there's a tremendous the flippo is tremendous coach that has worked his butt off to get to where he's gotten to obviously now being relieved of his duties um those comments i feel like don't have anything to do with him personally but just more about trying to give that opportunity to so many people that are uh so many other people that are as well deserving yeah and i think it makes sense i think you know you're already starting with a great difference of equality because of the art rooney rule yeah like obviously there was already an issue for a rule to be implemented and i think because of that when a rule gets kind of implemented i think people first think of hit minimum hit the rule like i need to do x amount or i need to do whatever i need to do to make sure i'm in this rule and i don't get in trouble um but i don't think the rule automatically opens people's eyes to saying let me find the best qualified guy no matter what is where he's come from with let me just go off resume, you know, and obviously you have to think about what the guy is as a person and all that. I'm not saying you take that out. Um, but I think obviously there's been progress because of the rule, because it was worse before the rule. Um, but I think the league still is going to have a while to go before people don't think of hiring African-American coaches or different minority coaches as just a rule. Like you have to just you can't I don't think you can do that um, and still call it an even playing field or anything like that. And I would say you look at some of the the African-American coaches, Marshall Fault might be right. They might have to be highly qualified to even get consideration. Um, But that doesn't always that's not always the thing when in coaching. Like usually if you have a friend or you know someone you get in um, sometimes without even having the necessary resume um to be i guess considered qualified for that position um but someone takes kind of a a a leap of faith on you and you end up a coach head coach decor like whatever type of coach it Mm -hmm. is um but it's very interesting to see you know i think especially when you look at um the amount of minorities that play football as players and then get into coaching um i wonder uh, you know it's just a, a very interesting topic yeah definitely uh one that's not going to get situated or figured out um, right at this instant. So, obviously, with uh, attention being paid to it, I think it's something that can Yeah, be. I think God should continue to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That should continue to be a topic of how how you do get more minority head coaches, not just uh, assistant coaches, but more of them um, involved and in, in as head, just as head coaches. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Maybe you can – You'll retire. No interest in being a head coach in the NFL. Zero interest. Well, there you go. Head coach, assistant coach. Well, there you go. Anything. So maybe it'll be you. LeBron James and Dwayne. One last dance is is what it's been called. What does that mean? That's what D-Wade has kind of. I don't know what's going on. What happened with LeBron and D-Wade? It's kind of. I mean, read it one last time. They played each other last night. Um, The Lakers won by three. Um, But I'm not going to lie. I've been. I've been kind of up in the air about the whole victory tour thing and all of that. Um, But I I thought that was a pretty special moment um, last night of seeing two guys drafted the same year, um, close friends, obviously, kind of battle one last time. And obviously, D-Wade's not the, the player he was. LeBron is very rare, so he's like better than the player he was at that point <laughs> when they first came in the league or years after. Um, but 
to see it come down, down three. D-Wade tries to get a shot off over LeBron. He misses it. Um, and, you know, LeBron grabs the rebound, just chucks the ball in the air, and D-Wade, like, wraps him up, um, and they laugh. And um, I won't say what he said because that'll be the second topic of talking about this. Um, but just to see them after the game talk about it, um, how they push each other. Um, D-Wade talk about how competing against one of the best players of all time um, – motivate him inspired him and then after the game he said when he played against Kobe that one last time at Staples Center he said it lost he lost a piece of him he said as a competitor as a, he said he chased Kobe his whole career like that was the guy he chased and he said and when Kobe left he said a little bit of him left too like he just didn't have that same drive and, and to see him kind of doing this the whole thing and to see their relation I mean like we always say NBA is different like they worked out before the game together Right. In the Lakers facility, whatever, Braun with the LA shorts, D Way with the Miami shorts. Um, but it was. It was it was pretty cool to see and me growing up, I was a huge D Way fan. I thought I played like him. Um Whoa. So it was uh it was Whoa. cool to see it. You know, not a great shooter, slasher, get to the whole mid range game. So uh that's what I prided myself on. I said like I said, I didn't say I played like you him. You said you thought I said I thought I played like yeah, him. Yeah, no one so, else did. No uh shout else. out D Way. Uh, wish they could have got the dub because, like, we'll hear uh, we'll hear Duran talking about L.A. all week now. Yeah, yeah, you did. It sucks that you, you call yourself like a basketball fan and had no idea about that. I hope you did that for like the whole podcast thing, but no, I didn't. I didn't. Didn't know. Didn't know. Signed they switched jerseys after the game. Yeah, so. of course, of course. They worked out together before the game. That's weak. Any input? I mean, you can't call it weak. It's two guys that have done so much for basketball, compete don't at care. the highest level. They, you don't think they know how to go in there and then compete? Yeah, no, I, don't I ain't care. trying to hear that. Please. Some of their best games were against each other when me and you all separate teams. I'm not meeting up with you to go throw. But the it's ball different. To each other. Basketball and football is different. Like they, they compete at each other. Obviously, like, like you said, two of the greatest. Um, I think somebody compared it to. Um, oh, and I was somewhere, someone. Oh, on the radio this morning on ninety six nine. They were like, D-Wade, one of the greatest players. And he was like, what? Romero was like, nah, D-Wade. And I'm like, this dude watched basketball. This guy's one of the top five shooting guards of all time. No doubt about it. But they said D-Wade was like the big brother. And you know you're a big brother and you're really great. I saw Chris Bouchard say yeah, that. Yeah, but it's just like you see your younger brother and it's just like he pushes you to get better. You push him. But it's like at the end of the day, you realize like, yo, my little brother's special. Like he's like a prodigy type to this to this, uh, to this this craft. And um you kind of step out the way a little bit and, and kind of conceal your greatness to allow him to shine as bright as he possibly can be. And that's kind of the way he would summarize their relationship, uh, obviously their time in Miami and how they've grown, uh, the banana boat boy. So, um, and I think that's true. I think, like, you look at that first year, D-Wade was still great when LeBron was there. Like, he was balling. Mm -hmm. And um, he said it after that season when they lost to the Mavericks. He's like, I have to change my game. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm playing with a guy who is special, um, one of a kind. Um, and he did. He changed his game. But the thing you always admire about D-Wade was he showed up in that fourth quarter. He did. He, he always did. delivered in that fourth quarter. Beast. But like yeah. I was saying, another part is when he wrapped him up, Bron told D-Wade on the floor, it was either here or at the Garden that this last game will be playing against each other. Knicks fans are going to go crazy. Think about that as a Knicks fan. You Like now you know LeBron thought about coming to New York. You're crushed. <laughs> You're crushed. You've been losing for years. And you could have had the man in New York. That's just a sound bite. He said it though right after the game. 
like not like interview like they might one of them mic'd up or whatever or the boom was close and he said it was boom. either here or the garden yeah but it's not the garden but it was interesting because usually they talk like this you know you my man but the, the jersey's over the but mouth. they were openly talking so special moment though Shazier working out doing exercises awesome yeah. awesome to see that um and not just like he's doing an RDL, you know. So um, I just think his journey's been amazing. I always um, see it, and I, I think of our guy Ela Grand mm -hmm. and the inspiration that these guys um, are are causing and, and inspiring others uh, for different struggles you go through. I know for me, like when days are hard or weeks are hard or like going through a tough game, and I think of how passionate. And how much Eric Legrand loved football, and to know like he just has to watch it now. You kind of get you get over it fast. So to see Shazier and what he means to the city of Pittsburgh, and I'm sure to his hometown football fans everywhere, and oh uh, yeah, and all football fans, and I think everyone that fans of life, and yeah. I think yes, and, and people that just are inspired by him, I think that was awesome, and I think um, people do a good job of covering that, and, and so much negative things go on, but when you see something like that. Uh, it was awesome to see that yeah, kind of everywhere, social media, TV. Him, uh, hopefully he gets back phys physically to a point where uh, I know his plan is to play football, so hopefully that does happen. Mm -hmm. And if not, he gets as close as possible um, to or, that. So. And if not, hopefully he just is able to do some things where uh, later in life he can be with his kids and, and mm -hmm. do things that everyone dreams of, whether it's chasing them or helping them ride a bike or you know playing catch. Like, no doubt about it. But it's uh, gifts, gifts on the gridiron. Ooh, next week, holiday special. Uh, it'll be myself with a group of the, the guys. I'll uh, be there. Um, we're going to take uh, a good amount. I want to say um, it's about 100 kids uh, at Bash Pro Shop where we'll get to walk around with them. Um, we have gift cards uh, where they'll get to get a coat, winter hat, gloves, um, a toy, and a gift for someone else. Always super special event. I still remember um going for one of the first times and the kid the only thing he was like super excited about was being able to get a gift for his mom like we got the coat he just threw it in the car threw it in the cart threw the hat in the cart threw the gloves and i was like you want any toys like we still got money left and he was like nah don't worry about that let's just get this gift for my mom and he went and he was trying to pick out the best gift for his mom um and i thought that was just unbelievable I, i've been there where guys are getting gifts for little siblings um grandparents so um i think when you do things like this and your job is to you know help a kid say hey man this is christmas you want to give and and the kids usually teach you a lesson uh, about how big of hearts they have and um even though they're there to to receive help um they usually help out us more than uh, they can ever imagine so uh looking forward to that event next week um usually a lot of guys show up and it's a great time yeah i've done um kind of shop with a job events uh, multiple times over the years and it's always a lot of fun to hear kids like you just said the gifts that they want to get themselves the gifts that they want to get family members um christmas time is about a time of giving uh so i think uh just a holiday time so being able to do something like that is definitely special i look forward to that man so definitely uh well, we, we expect you to come and have a great time. Uh, we'll be doing that. Bring lots of energy. We'll be doing that. We always appreciate your energy. That's one thing you usually have. Um, not much else, but energy is something you usually have. So we appreciate that here in New England. Attitude and effort, things that you can control. And what are those, what are those um, lead to? High performance? If I say attitude, effort, and I throw in performance, then you now have a chance great leadership.
pay attention more. Thanks for the tip. That's all it takes to be a leader. What's next? You want to get into who lost the weekend? Why not? No brainer. Patriots lost the weekend. So who won the weekend? Never thought we'd be on the show saying we lost the weekend. Um, so who won the weekend? But here on the double coverage of McCourty Twins, we just got to keep it 100. Who won the weekend? We lost the weekend. Who won the weekend was pretty easy. If you guys have not noticed, um, guy plays quarterback for Oklahoma Sooners, was once at Texas A&M. Um, I saw an article that said it worked out for both sides. I really can't imagine how it worked out for both sides. Kyle Murray was... Uh, Previously drafted ninth overall by the Oakland A's. Um, and this past weekend, he won the Heisman, which is given to the best college football player in the country. Um, Kyle Murray is still undecided on what he would like to do with his future. Uh, for you guys that he do better not, go play baseball. For you guys that do not know, there's a lot of rounds in baseball. It and is a not, lot of money in baseball. It is not like the NBA or NFL where the NFL has seven rounds and uh, basketball has two rounds. Do we know how many rounds baseball has? 150. It doesn't have 150 rounds. That's what it feels like. Um, baseball has a lot of rounds, and being drafted ninth overall means you are really, really, really good. It's he like, got drafted there out of high school? Uh, I don't know. I didn't read that much in the article. Um, Reading is fundamental. But, um, I mean, I watched the kid. He is dynamite on the field. 40 rounds. 40 rounds in baseball. So out of Thanks, 40 guys. rounds of baseball, he went ninth overall. Indeed, indeed. Come on, man. Shout out Kyle Murray. Hey, Kyle Murray, when you make it big, Look baby. Look forward to seeing you on Sundays. Stop by the podcast, he's man. He's still debating which way he's going to go because he's thinking more football. He's probably trying to figure out how he could play both. Shout out mm, the next Dion. Primetime. Who else? Primetime didn't Who play else? when he um, – didn't uh, one Bo of the Jackson. running backs? Yeah, Bo Come Jackson. On, yeah. One of the running backs. Come on, man. I was just saying, I, I was thinking. Come on, man. Get this guy out of here. I was thinking of Herschel Walker at first for some reason. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Mm, it's kind of different. We need him to make the majors first. If he makes the majors, it's the same thing. Don't hate. It's the same thing if he makes the majors. Yeah, but kind of those guys like. Sport, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I felt like those guys like Kyle Murray might be the were, best overall. When they were doing their other sport, they could have still been doing Charlie Ward. Sport. Charlie Ward, Heisman, Florida State, New York Nick point guard. Shout out to more than an athlete. Ben Garland was named the week 13 NFL PA community MVP after hosting a dinner and fundraiser donating $40,000 and visiting the homes of military members and their family, most of whom are in need over the last four days. Oh, shout well, out. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Shout out Ben Garland, week 13. That's, that's dope, man. Definitely dope. A lot of great people. Shout out Joe Cardona, does a lot to help the military. Mm -hmm. uh, a obviously, a Navy guy. A Navy graduate. Um, Army, Navy. Army, Army got the win. Older Army brother. Our little brother uh, was in the army, so he was he was really hyped That's about team. that. That's win. another team he can be affiliated with that I'm okay with. Yeah, not the Cowboys. Yeah, we won't get back into that. Yeah. Thank you to our partners at Boston Medical Center and Embrace Kids Foundation. We love the partnership. Appreciate and it. And shout out Soul Impact. Uh, Always hooks us up. Soulimpact.com. You can check out these socks we wear that really help uh, recovery. Help with shin splints a lot. Help with shin splints. Help with all really lower extremity injuries and, and uh, a bunch of prevention. Um, so check out soulimpact.com. Um, go on there. DMAX sent you. Definitely. Uh, also, quick reminder. 
YouTube, iTunes. Mama, we made it. All you got to do is search double coverage with the McCordy Twins and make sure you subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. You Stay guys. with us next week. We'll get more into the holidays, shopping, and, and all of those all of that cool stuff, right? And, and the good times. Shout out Amazon. I don't go Let shopping. the good times roll. Cut. Shut up. We don't this Christmas. We'll be singing for the Christmas special too, coming on with our wives. Um, so make sure you see us Carolyn, if my wife makes it, I don't think we're gonna make it to these pictures. So. Hey, and uh, next week, don't be on your computer texting your wife. Figure all that out before you get on the show. Like I allowed it this week, and I didn't make it. It, hot. Didn't, it didn't end well. We're but still not doing it. If you if you come on with that energy next week, we're gonna have big issues. So your wife won't be the only problem. Drops mic. Boom. <laughs>